Hey, how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. On today's episode, it's sort of a nostalgic moment for both Carl and myself because today we're focusing, and actually for this week and next week, we're focusing on music from the Ease series. Today's episode is on the second game, Ease 2, Mm -hmm. and this is sort of nostalgic for us, not because we grew up with these games, but uh, the Ease soundtracks in particular bring us back to the earliest days of us doing this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I'll never forget when I discovered the music to this series, it was just after we started the podcast and I was blown away that there could be so much great and classic sounding music that I had just never heard of before and uh, so yeah we actually did an episode on uh, these two both one and two Uh, it was like episode eight it was really early on in our uh, podcast episode eight or nine I believe I think it was nine Um, yeah and then we did another episode shortly after that uh, with a smattering of music from the rest of the series but we never have done an actual spotlight so this is going to be a spotlight on each two and then next week we're gonna follow it up with a spotlight on east three this is such good music yeah i'm really excited and when i think of our podcast i can't help but think of so much of this music one of the tracks we're playing today has become sort of a staple in our live band Uh, but just all of this music makes me think of those early days of the podcast but then there is this other element of it where it all feels like new and exciting to me because i I think when we started this podcast, we obviously were huge fans of video game music, but our mm-hmm. exposure to game music really came from games that we played growing up. For and sure. I we played, I mean, me especially, I, I didn't grow up in the 80s, so I sort of got all that culture secondhand, but I think right. it made me almost more interested in it because I, once I started becoming like, maybe like middle school age, I became just obsessed with like, retro game collecting and mm-hmm. I, I bought all these old consoles and I started playing games like Castlevania and things that were before my time. Right. But still I would say in terms of video game music, if it wasn't a genre or a game that we played, we, we probably didn't experience it very much. So I had never really heard the name Yuzo Koshiro before mm-hmm. we started digging into this Ease music and I'm so grateful for that because I feel like the best introduction to him as a composer is with this stuff. And honestly, oh, this absolutely. track we played in with to make the end of battle. When so I think good. of Yuzo Koshiro, that's probably the first thing that comes in my head. That track is amazing. I'd like to talk about it for a little bit here. It was the perfect plan. It gets us so excited and amped, but we did want to spend a little bit of time actually talking about this track. It has kind of this deceptive intro uh, where you think the track is going to be a little bit more zany and silly, and then it just gets into this classic driving, rocking East sound. And oh my gosh, yeah, Yuzo Koshiro does such a great job of establishing the energy of the series. Uh, So this is actually, uh, we're focusing on the sequel to the first game. First game came out originally in 1987 this game came out in 1988 so it's the direct sequel it was originally released on the pc88 which is a japanese computer system Um, and that's going to be the basis of of the soundtrack we're going to be listening to today now we do have a handful of tracks where we're going to compare uh different versions different ports uh, of this music because there's a lot of great versions Uh, and actually next week we're gonna we're gonna explore uh a different version of east 3 to kind of change things up so so yeah that was to make the end of battle such a good track let's move on this is something that i don't think we've played on the podcast before this is a piece called lilia it's a very short and sweet piece of music at the beginning of the game this is composed by mieko ishikawa Beautiful. That was Lilia from East 2. Um, and this was composed by Mieko Ishikawa. Uh, and yeah, I think the reason why this was so short is it's an introduction piece of music early on in the game. It probably fits a cutscene. Right. Um, 
uh, either of a character of establishing the story. And so, yeah, there's there's actually a lot of really short and sweet pieces of music early on in the game. And one of the reasons we wanted to focus on East 2 uh, for the spotlight is because there's quite a few tracks that we have never played from the score on the soundtrack. I think what way back in that early episode, we did most of the pieces from East 1 uh, and... And we did a good amount from East 2, but I think it's a bigger soundtrack. And so this right. this is definitely more warranted. I think it's better. I think they really outdid themselves on, on the score. I got to say, I'm a huge fan of Ichikawa. Uh, it's th- so I think she's good, definitely right? my favorite East composer. I just love her melodies. And so much of her stuff has this kind of... I don't know, this like charming, wondrous quality that I feel like, mm-hmm. it, I, I, I mean, they're they're diverse. It's not like Yuzo just does all the rocking tracks and she does all the more sentimental music, but I, I feel that like up she, she has a very specific sort of harmonic palette. Her music is very modal and so is his, you know, the Dorian mode a lot. Yeah. Um, but th- there's something kind of wondrous about her music. And I, I think of just kind of like sparkling fantasy. Th- th- there's just something about it that that is utterly unique. And I'm just, I mm-hmm. don't know, I'm so drawn to it. And this track to me perfectly captures all of those tenets of Ishikawa's work. God, it's so good. Yeah. And, and, and they did such a great job of contrast contrasting each other um so they were the two we should say this they were the two lead composers on not only this soundtrack but the first game the first game it was it was only them two and then the second game they were joined by uh composer Hidea Nagata who just did a handful of tracks but the tracks he did are really good and actually some of them are really uh beloved um and so yeah it was that was he was a nice addition to the soundtrack now we're going to move on to another beautiful ballad uh by Mieko Ishikawa this is called Too Full with Love one of my favorites from East 2 here we go so good <laughs> this music really makes my heart just smile this is too full with love from east 2 composed by the wonderful Mako ishikawa such a great composer her melodies are so sweet and emotional and there's this innocence uh, that's captured in her music but what i also love is that she's not afraid to kind of get experimental and to eventually in this piece go into some directions that are not simple, are not expected. And so I think that's what's really impressive about this piece of music is that um, it it feels very familiar and comfortable, but it's also kind of experimental uh, near the end. Yeah, and it's just so sweet. I think the thing that I like about it is it it has a, a really pretty melody, uh, but I actually like that it's not over harmonized. I think a lot of composers would sort of go all out with chromaticism and almost like really jazzy chord changes but it keeps this one really innocent and pure Mm -hmm. and there's something about that i love because you can tell that ishikawa is definitely capable of expressing that and there's a couple little choice moments where she sort of 
twists the needle a little bit and kind of gives you a little bit more of a sumptuous chord than mm-hmm. maybe you were expecting. But it's very restrained, and there's something about that I really admire when a composer isn't just kind of throwing everything at you yeah. uh, harmony-wise. Well, and there's a reason why a lot of this music is kind of in some ways minimally harmonized, is we should talk about the sound channels that were capable on the PC-88. And in the PC-88 original version of the score is, I don't know about you, Will, but it's my favorite version of at least the East 1 and 2 music. Um, right. I just love hearing uh, you know, the version that they originally wrote. And there's only a handful of FM channels and then a handful of PSG channels. And so there's not a lot of layering that's possible. And a lot of times what they chose to do was to have the bass FM and maybe some chord tones FM, but a lot of times the melodies you're hearing are actually using the PSG channel. And so that's what kind of makes it feel like timeless classic video game music. Yeah, it is an interesting sound because they uh, could have chosen to, you would think like in terms of hierarchy, you would want the melody Mm -hmm. to be the more advanced chip, but I think they were really smart about suiting the best timbre um, to each appropriate role were really, I mean, you can't replace that biting FM bass, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that's and there, such an iconic sound. And there are tracks where they switch that up, where they do have the melody uh, at, as an FM channel, but there's a lot of tracks in this, at least in this first two scores where the melody is PSG. But I'd say even a lot of those, they have, they have, they will have the if they do have that for FM, PSG will be doing like delay on the melody or doing a harmony line with the same contour. So it's kind of like this. Or they mix. love to they love to do that chorus sound, that phasey double right. track sound. Oh, it's so beautiful. Well, yeah, let's move on to actually a track by that uh, additional composer, Hidea Nagata. This is Ruins of Mundoria, and we've actually never played this uh, on the podcast before. This is going to be one of the tracks that we do a comparison of. We're going to take a listen to the original PC-88 version, just like everything we're playing today. But then we're going to fade in a version from East 1 and 2 Chronicles, which was a fairly modern compilation release that came out for I think the PC and the PSP and that had uh, a completely overhauled remixed soundtrack with some real instruments so let's take a listen to how this music was uh, reimagined later on this is Ruins of Mundoria Listening to Ruins of Mundoria, composed by Hidea Nagata from Ease 2. Uh, pretty soon here we're going to fade up the alternate version that's sort of reimagined. But before that, we just want to mention a few things about this track. I love this melody. I love it's the so groove good. and the, the harmonies. Nagata does a fantastic job of seamlessly entering in the series and kind of <laughs> yeah. taking the sounds and styles that Kashiro and Ishikawa have already brought. But his music has this other quality to it i mean the the atmosphere in this track is so good the melody is so great it almost his feels better than a lot of the other East i stuff. agree his compositions are amazing in the score and and i'm glad that i was able to find proper crediting of who actually individually composed each track because it's so interesting and fascinating to hear what what he contributed is amazing guys uh we're getting ready to fade in this version again uh so with east one and two chronicles a lot of times they chose to do this hard rock version with these harmonized guitars and that's what they did with this so let's let's take a listen to maybe how this this original version sounds with some modern instruments Interesting. Um, kind of a, a by the books approach of you know remixing. Uh, how many times have we heard remixes that are in the style? Uh, it's it's kind of nice. It's exciting. Um, I think the original track wasn't, in my opinion, meant to 
rock this much. I think it's this combination of it has a rocking energy, but it does, like Will said, it's also very vibey and emotional and kind of there's kind of a seriousness to it. And in some ways, this East 1 and 2 Chronicles version kind of loses a little bit of that feeling to me. That's interesting. I, I I don't know. As much as I think that I, I love this version, it's actually. a really nice remix. It it, it kind of makes it, it makes well, you realize that this Mundori is kind of an underappreciated. Well, uh, melody. one of the problems that I have with Falcom music is the drum parts are either non-existent or just like incredibly boring. <laughs> yeah, and at so least at this the, era, the music just doesn't um it doesn't have that extra layer of exciting rhythmic energy. But the melodies and stuff are so good. But they're definitely written to be like rock compositions they have That's that sort true, of yeah. language so hearing it fleshed out this way i just feel like it it completes the piece of music in a way i love the mm-hmm. pc88 sounds and they're very classic to me but i don't necessarily see those versions as perfect in the way that like a great you know Mega Man 2 or something yeah I hear you where where it's like I just I would take those originals over anything else where like there's something about this I I think I might even like the remix version better and it still has that atmosphere Mm -hmm. because of all the reverb in that you know another approach another approach we could have taken was to do all of a la carte where taking each piece of music and finding which version you know presents this melody the best uh and that probably is the case you know there's not one score that everything is perfect there's some tracks that sound good here some tracks that sound good there uh next week i'm excited because the version that we're going to primarily focus on of east 3 is not the version you you're expecting um and i actually do think there's one version that i would consider definitive um so so i'm excited about that but yeah that's that's definitely it's an interesting remix and a lot of the east one and two chronicles arrangements are very beautiful very nice Uh, Nicely done. All right, let's move on to another Nagata composition. And this was kind of a short one. It's called Feel Blue from East 2. Waltz here. You guys are listening to Feel Blue, composed by Hidea Nagata from East 2, originally released for the PC-88, which is a version you're hearing. Um, yeah, one other element, uh, tradition-wise, that is all over East music is this classical influence. Uh, and that was something that I do think Koshiro originally kind of brought to the first score, and Nagata's picking up on that here. Um, sometimes it's kind of funny with these Japanese composers. Uh, sometimes the overall vibe is pretty authentic to classical music, but some of the harmonic choices are uh, a little more quirky and don't always follow the rules of you know the classical tradition. Yeah, I mean, both in having like minor seventh chords and also <laughs> just like the voicing and the part writing and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this track doesn't strike me as classical, but I could see how it's sort of a pastiche with like the ornamentations. It actually comes across as more like folk music like it makes me think of something that would be played on like an accordion i could hear that yeah it's it's definitely a dance piece you know um it it has some sort of kind of slightly swashbuckling but slightly sad quality the other thing that i thought was interesting is if it weren't for these instruments that definitely make me think of you know ease or at least a falcom pc88 game Mm -hmm. i wouldn't really relate this piece to either yuzo koshiro or miyako ishikawa Um, yeah it it sounds very different to me than the other music in the ease series i agree um and so i think that's that's interesting because the last track I, we sort of praise Nagata for almost like seamlessly finding his way into the E series. But mm-hmm. here, what's cool, I feel like we're getting an example of him almost stretching out or doing something a little bit different, which I think yeah. often happens. I think of something even today, like Mario Odyssey, you have a composer like uh, Naoto Kubo, who did such a wonderful job with as the lead composer of that score. But you think of like the the first stage theme, the Fossil Falls or whatever. He's kind of losing he's, himself. Yeah, he's doing almost a, a a blatant Mahito Yakoda kind of you know send up. Like he's really trying to nail the sound of like a Mario Galaxy theme. Right. But then 
in other parts of the soundtrack, he's really going for something completely different. And even even Koji Kondo is like doing really different stuff in that score. But I, I sometimes yeah. feel like that happens when there's like a, a newcomer, like say Toro Minigishi working on Majora's Mask. He's really just <laughs> trying to like seamlessly blend into what Kondo-san does. But then on like Twilight Princess, eventually you get into something like Midna's theme, which is beautiful and evocative, but it doesn't really sound like anything else from the Zelda series. Well, another reason, and those are all great points. And the last reason why I'm excited we can spot light on this is Nagata didn't do as much video game composing as these other two did and from everything I looked at this is probably his best work that he actually contributed to and so I think it's really great that we're able to you know praise him for the contributions he made uh, to this amazing soundtrack all right let's go to an absolute classic one of the most beloved and classic themes of this score this is Ice Ridge of Noltia composed by Yuzo Kashiro. let's take a listen Ice Ridge of Noltia by the one and only Yuzo Kashiro. This is the sound of ease. He is so confident here in this writing. It's so active, the way that the bass is, is dancing with the melody and the harmony, and there's a lot of beautiful counterpoint happening. This approach is great because you have kind of those dual leads um, with the FM synth channels, and then you also have the bass rocking. And then the PSG is, is just left to, to have these wonderful kind of arpeggios and ornamentations. And, Ah, this piece is so good. My favorite part of this track is this sort of bridge section Me where too. it has a different... Dun, 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 I love dun, the bass dun, groove dun, dun. there, yeah. Uh, and that part has just always reminded me of the kind of bridge or B section of the Sonic 3 boss theme, the like Final, Dr. Robot thing. Oh, yeah, the regular boss theme, yeah. That's a good point. You know, part of it is, you know, we might not think that if we didn't hear the FM synth instruments that's helping us but to, it has to, the same about sort of that, but it is change in yeah the same there's a similar composition to that and a similar yeah i think they're very very that similar. is a great point i absolutely love that track now i don't know what we're going to do today for track of the week so why don't we just kind of play it by ear and just see what what kind of uh, gets us the most excited here today and then we'll decide that way does that work for you totally all right, let's move on to another piece of music that we've never played before. And this is another Hideo Nagata track. Uh, so a lot of his stuff we, we had never played. So that's cool. This is called Noble District of Toll from East 2. <laughs> This is so good. You guys are listening to Noble District of Toll. So glad we get to play some of these tracks that we haven't ever on the podcast before. This is composed by Hideo Nagata, and the soundtrack is so imaginative and atmospheric. 
And that might be a little surprising to hear because it's also very melodic and catchy in short loops. You know, a lot of this music is 40 seconds, 50 seconds. But there is a surprising amount of atmosphere and vibe uh, that these composers were able to get with the music and also the wonderful choice of the Yamaha FM instruments here, you know. Working on this chip in 87 and 88, it's very impressive the how good the stuff sounds. For sure, yeah. It, it still holds up, um, I think, in a great way. I really like this uh, composition. It's interesting. Uh, Nagata's music seems to be the most chromatic. I don't mean necessarily mm-hmm. melodically, but he uses the most sort of borrowed chords or secondary dominance. And it ends up, again, this one also, it doesn't strike me as classical specifically mm-hmm. it has like a, an eastern flair like there's it's like an other arabian worldly. touch and there's <laughs> yeah. a little bit of like a folksy quality to it but i'm starting to kind of get to understand his style a little bit as a composer and i'm really drawn to it i think it He's has great. a great point of contrast for the score. Well, what's interesting is we have only one other Nagata track in the playlist, and it is again an example of him losing himself in doing almost like that classic Koshiro East sound. And and he, not only did he do that, but he ended up creating maybe one of the most beloved and popular tracks in the whole score. So look forward to that. One more Nagata track uh, today. All right, let's move back to Mieko Ishikawa and play uh, another short piece of music. This is called Apathetic Story. sweet this is apathetic story composed by the wonderful Mieko Ishikawa so beautiful yeah like I said there's a lot of really nice short and sweet uh, Ishikawa tracks uh, in in this score and this is very tragic and beautiful well what does this make you think of this makes me think of Undertale uh, like sort of uh, that one theme similar some of the music in that series yeah could be the instruments could be just sort of the overall mood but yeah i'm such a big fan of ishikawa uh she's just great i i i know that yuzu koshiro was really young when he wrote the music to this game but i'm curious yeah, how like old the other composers were yeah that is a really good question i'm i'm not sure i get a sense that she was a little bit older because there's something about koshiro's work that's very just like straightforward and kind of rocking and youthful And her work feels just like filled with a little bit more like wisdom and emotion. I I just I I get the sense that she was just a little bit older um, because there's some of that like subtlety in her music that I feel like maybe just comes with age or something. Or it could just come from her personality and having a different perspective, which is why I love these two collaborating. It would be so wonderful if they could collaborate on a future score, that would just be amazing. Cause I do, I do think that they, they really complement each other well. And who knows, maybe it was a kind of Beatles case where they, there was some friendly competition where someone finished a track and I was like, Oh, this is really good. I want to try to outdo that. Right. Um, it's possible. So that's, that's really beautiful. Let's move on to another uh, classic Yuzo Koshiro composition. This is protectors. Here we go. shredding stuff this is protectors from east 2 composed by koshiro so good oh it's so snarly and devious this has to be a battle or a boss theme (laughs) it's just 
very rocking. My favorite part of this is dun 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 dun. dun, dun I love dun, that. Stop I like rhythm. that rhythm, and I like that <clears throat> it's this sort of power chord harmony. In that the lower pair emphasizes the ninth scale degree yeah. and kind of how it's going to that chord like a half step up. It's it's really nice. It's something that uh, reminds me of like the final boss from Yoshi's Island has yeah. some of those kinds of harmonic moments. And I know it's going for like a progressive rock thing, but it's a very Japanese take on that. Well, um, that's not the last video time game today sort of approach where we're going to hear Koshiro emphasize that ninth uh, harmony. He's, he's going to do that again in the score a couple of times. And so that's one of the classic uh, sounds that he established with, with the E series. So that is a really cool piece of music. All right, let's move on to another beautiful ballad by Ishikawa. This is called Tender People. And let's do another comparison with this one. We're going to start <clears> off uh, with the original and then eventually we're going to fade in what's known as East 2 Perfect Collection which was a nice arranged uh, version of this. So this is Tender People. by Mieko Ichikawa from Ease 2. Really pretty stuff. To me, this melody gets a little notey at the end. Like, I like <laughs> yeah. the, the it's um, wandering. harmonic implications and, like, the groove, and it's it's really pretty and tender, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, but I feel like that Too Full with Love track had such, like, a classic melody, and this one seems to go off the rails a little bit. I imagine, yeah, like, in I, I scores this big, it's difficult to write a lot of music in the same vein, um, and maybe they had to write stuff really quickly. That's definitely possible. Yeah, this this is not on the same level uh, as Too Full With Love, but it's also very beautiful, and it's another very sweet showcase of Ishikawa's style and such a different contrasting energy. And this is so exciting because next week, you know, focusing on East 3, Yuzo Kashira wasn't involved in that score, and Miko Ishikawa actually took the lead on East 3. And so if you're a fan of Ishikawa, you know, you should look forward to next week. I'm um, very much looking forward. Yeah, that's going to be really fun. A lot of that music we've never played before. So guys, let's do this. Let's fade in the East 2 perfect collection take on tender people. Very nice. I actually like you're going to hear this more when that kind of A melody comes in, but they took kind of an 80s approach with this this arrangement here. You have these, listen to this reverb snare here. Very vibey. This this is a nice arrangement. I, I think, like that they still chose to go with synth sounds. Yeah, I think is really yeah. Nice. I think this really captures the essence of the original, but it just you know it's it's just better almost in every way. So yeah, this is this is a great version. Yeah, this I is the say, I'm really impressed collection. with these arranged versions because I don't mm -hmm. feel like they're just going for one style, but I think they're really doing an appropriate job of realizing the intention behind the music. I mean, when it's supposed to rock, it rocks. When it's supposed to be a ballad. They're not just making it like orchestral or shoehorn it into a pre-existing genre. I feel right. like that's a nice balance where this is honoring the tone, style, and era of the original stuff. I mean, this music was written kind of in that era. So I think it it's nice that they're capturing that because it's not about modernizing it. It's more just about making it faithful to the original intent beyond just like a primitive 
you know, computer system. Well, it's so true, Will. And, you know, every single version that I've heard, I explored a lot of different arranged versions of this music, and almost every single one has this level of reverence that is not that common. And so, there's, yeah, this music is definitely appreciated by all of these arrangers. And I'm excited to, to play a couple examples of a different version, actually the PC Engine CD soundtrack version, which is one of my favorite versions. So we're going to hear a little bit of that later on today, too. Uh, very quickly, actually, just in a couple tracks. All right, let's move on to the first unused piece of music. Uh, this is composed by Yuzo Kashira. It's called Fair Wind. And yeah, this was, um, I think, unused in the game, but it's included in the soundtrack. So let's take a listen to And this is actually one of my favorite. I really love this melody and the harmony, and it's just very, very catchy. This is Fair Wind from East 2. God, I hate when he does There's that. There's that classic cadence. That. that happens so much in these first two soundtracks. It even happens in a track that we play live. Um, <laughs> uh, this is Fair Wind, which is surprisingly unused. It's a great track. It's very sad this was unused. This is a, a banger. Yeah, this is better than a lot of the music in the score. I think it's <laughs> weird that it was unused. Dude, I gotta say though, I hate that like major, major to minor to minor thing. It's so unnecessary. It's very like, you random. You can just you can just go to mi- back to minor when the A melody starts. You don't need to like have a major five chord and then make it a minor. Like, what the heck is that about? That's so strange. It's very strange. Yeah, but not they do it that. a lot, and I think it's mostly Yuzo that does it. But Ishikawa even does it. I, it's something about that is is one of the signature sounds of this series, and it's quirky and it's weird, but. At the very least, it's it's unique. It's not something that you hear a lot. That is a great piece of music. I love the way that that melody and harmony work together. It's it's rocking, but there's a cuteness. Do you know what I mean? Like there's just the surprising cuteness that that fair one right. track has to me. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, I wonder about that like major divide. And it's not it's not a five chord. I'm sorry, it's a one chord. Yeah, and it's, it's a doing one. basically kind of. Uh, it's almost like the antithesis of a Picardy third, you know, where you have a (laughs) suspension and then in a minor key, it becomes major, but this is a case where it's a minor key. They have a resolution to the major, uh, the parallel major key, and then they just make it minor again, which is like, Mm -hmm. it's so frustrating to all of your like expectations of listening to music. But to me, you don't even need to do that because I feel like if it just reset as minor, when the melody came in, you wouldn't even feel it. It would feel completely normal but it's like the fact that it's holding yeah nah it's like oh Mm -hmm. my god (laughs) it's very interesting (laughs) all right let's move on to the last Hideo Nagata track and man this is a hit this is definitely on the greatest hits of the whole Ease series this is Palace of Salmon which is so incredible it still blows my mind that this isn't a Yuzo Koshiro track because it's almost like Nagata painstakingly studied the music that Yuzo had composed and tried to do something in that style and right. it's it's better than some of his tracks honestly it's really good and we're going to do another comparison here start with the original and then eventually we're going to fade in the PC Engine CD version which is also very good let's take a listen to Palace of Salmon <laughs> Thank you. 
Oh my god, that is so good. Palace of Salmon, a contender for Track of the Dude, Week. Uh, let's just make it Track of the Week. I mean, let's make it. It's, it's so just perfect. Great. You know, it's almost like he studied Ice Ridge of Noltia. That, that B section is basically the exact same idea. You have this stop rhythm and this really great counterpoint happening. It's very shimmery. But I but think it's the melody better. is better than Ice Ridge of Noltia in every facet, which is so cool. There are some beautiful moments of harmony in this track, like absolutely yeah. gorgeous and very emotional. And well, this also, is actually like a track I would love to, to cover. It, and if you have to explain the ease music to someone with one piece of music, this, this is, totally does it. I love one, Subterranean yeah. Canal, of course, but this is more indicative of like the sound of ease when I think of it, just agree. kind of like this is this sound right here, and this is such a great melody, has a great form, a nice, simple, and short loop, really pure and catchy, memorable melody. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, let's now great. let's fade up the, the wonderful PC Engine CD version of Palace of Salmon. Here we go. Another delightful arrangement, uh, very faithful to the original music. All of the harmonies and part writing is there, but um, yeah, just just fleshing it out with better I, instruments. I, I gotta say, I, this <laughs> I'm really not trying to be a contrarian, but of the arrangements we've heard so far, this is my least favorite because it mm. changes the um, uh, not the rhythms, but sort of the articulation of the melody. Yeah, that's it, true. It's like too attacky where like the original is just it's also a different instrument it has different attack settings yeah, yeah. I would guess I was expecting more of like what we heard with the ruins of Mundoria like more of an actual proper rock thing um, yeah the, the only thing is like that palace of salmon is so quintessential and this arrangement doesn't feel like quintessential it's good but but I feel like it could be a little bit more classic. I know what you're saying. Yeah, classic. I mean, maybe I should have played the the Chronicles version of this because <laughs> I, I don't remember exactly how that sounds, but it might sound more like that Mundaria remix, which you might have liked that more. So we should check out on our own time uh, the Chronicles version of this. But yeah, and overall, I think that the PC Engine CD soundtrack is, is good and it, it has a level of vibe and atmosphere. Um, and kind of 80s connotation to it that I sure. think is very fitting. Um, but man, that's, man, a, that's great a great piece, piece of music. Oh, jinx. Really, <laughs> I really want to cover that. That would be so fun. Okay, let's move back to uh, a nice block of Yuzo Koshiro here. This is a nice short piece of music called Rest in Peace. Very pretty. Here we go. You guys are listening to Rest in Peace, composed by Yuzo Koshiro. Very beautiful and emotional, and this is kind of a similar vibe. I wonder if this was written in the time when he was working on the first game, because there's a lot of uh, very kind of dark and emotional pieces that he wrote in that first game, something like Fina and, and tracks like that, uh, that are kind of similar to this. And it, it, you know, I wonder the timeline of this, if some of this music was composed uh, you know, in one shot, because this came out basically a year, exactly a year after the first one. So I'm sure some of this music, especially the Nagata stuff, was, was written after the first game. But some of it could have been written around the same time. This is beautiful. So is Yuzo Koshiro, did he go to college? Is he like a, a high school dropout that just like went to write video game music? You know or? what? I have to check that. I'm not sure. I know, obviously, I know that he studied, uh, we, we remember saying that he studied actually composition with Joe Hisayashi. Uh, so that was probably more of a private setting. I don't know exactly. I know that he Because I like to on... think he was like blowing off his homework to <laughs> write rock music for a video game. It's very it's, possible. And I like yeah. thinking of like his mom or dad being like just yelling at him and like, I also stop like messing to around with those computers. There'd never be in a future in it, you see? Since he was either 18 or 19, uh, around that age, I like to imagine that he was going to college and he just wrote the East music like on his summer vacations or something. Or like he would try to use it to impress <laughs> girls, be like, oh, no big deal. You know, the, like the East games, I wrote the music and they're like, what are you talking about? What's that? And like, <laughs> I don't know doesn't. if you have a PC-88. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I don't. 
Koshiro-san. I, I do not. All right. Let's move on to uh, a rocker. This is Termination, again by Yuzo Koshiro. And this will be the last comparison we're going to do today. We're going to take a listen to another version of the PC Engine CD in a little bit here. But let's start off with PC-88 version of Termination. to Termination, composed by Yuzo Koshiro. This is a really cool one. Uh, so Very kind of out there. I gotta say, impressive drum samples for a PC-88 Falcom <laughs> game. And then I'm, a shredding solo at the end here. Yeah, oh a really God, deceptively long form, and a really cool track. It feels like uh, very familiar to me. Uh, reminds me of stuff from like Final Fantasy and other series. Yeah. This is the, right here, this is the PC Engine CD version. Let's take a listen. God, that is badass. That is cool. Again, I gotta say, not what I'm expecting. Like, wh- why are they going the synth <laughs> route? Like, this is clearly a rocker. You know, this yeah, one I think needs this, guitars. Uh, this PC Engine CD soundtrack, it, it's just more of a synth-heavy score. That's just kind of the direction that they took with it. So there's not necessarily a lot of rock instruments in there. I but see. I'm, I'm a fan of this this remix termination. I think it's, it's good. really cool. It's interesting they changed the key. Most of them, they mm-hmm. kept the original key. That was an interesting choice. This yeah. does really highlight the melody, I think, in a nice way. And it exactly. sort of contrasts the from the melody. It gives them different timbres and um, yeah, that's really effective. It's such a great driving kind of 6-8 shuffly rocking. Oh, my God. I will say that the music of East 1 and 2, I think, was very influential to a lot of uh, other games and composers to come after it. I mean, this just sounds like so much rocking 16-bit music, and it was written you know, a few years before that stuff happened. I think it's funny that this game came out in 88 and was written on the PC 88. Perfect. <laughs> Couldn't have planned it better if they tried. Sorry, I'm just I'm just gonna observe obvious things and then I'm gonna go home. Okay, let's do another Yuzo Koshiro track, and this is a tragically cut piece of music, but it something in this, the heart of this lived on in the series, and it turned into this wonderful tradition. This is the theme of Adol. Uh, who is the main character, and I don't know why this was unused, um, but it, it was, you know, the composers and maybe the game developers uh, knew that there was something special here, because in a lot of the other subsequent Ease games, they would have these Adol themes, and it, it's based around the same textbook, the same idea, sometimes the same chord progression, the same overall tempo and rhythms, but a lot of times it will be a new melody. Um, and so it's like it's kind of like a theme that you've heard before, but it's it's different. So this is the first time that happened in the series. This is theme of Adol Unused, composed by Yuzo Koshiro.
You guys are listening to the theme of Adol, which is unfortunately unused. Composed by Yuzo Koshiro, so classic. This is another one of those examples. This is the sound of ease. And what's so wonderful, we're going to hear this next week as Ishikawa takes uh, this basic skeleton, the DNA of this track, and composes a new melody for it. And I it, had it no elevates idea it. what that was because I mm-hmm. was familiar with the Ishikawa version and I yeah. just figured she wrote that. But it really is a collaborative track because it, it has is. a new melody but it's written over the template of this and, and especially you weren't kidding you know, about that i mean even having that yeah that part is so iconic and again it's hitting on that minor ninth harmony over the the minor one it's such a beautiful and interesting harmony right there oh god it's so interesting yeah it's really cool this one kind of i don't know hurt my brain a little bit because it was <laughs> like i was hearing something that i it's like I part of it felt familiar to me. It, yeah. it was like seeing the forest through the trees. It's like watching a movie that you know, but like you don't recognize <laughs> any of the actors. Hey, Will, do you want me to hum the East 3 version, or should I wait for next week? <laughs> yeah, hum hum it, because I'm really confused right now. Oh, yeah, that's classic. It's so, so good. Look forward to that next week, guys. I mean, that's so much better. That's the, But this is the great thing is, like, innovation. It's like he lays down this, yep. and then she just adds, like, that killer melody on top of it. That's so cool. All right, let's move on to a track that we know so well. We happen to play this in the Mercado Band. It's one of our favorites. This is Subterranean Canal, composed by Mieko Ishikawa. I don't think I've listened to this since we started playing it. Oh, man, let's see how many notes we get wrong. (laughs) Subterranean Canal. good you guys are listening to subterranean canal one of our favorites from the entire series this is composed by miyako ishikawa so good yeah i think the reason why we were so moved to to do this in the band is that because it has everything you want for classic falcom it's rocking it's very driving and exciting but it has that kind of ancient nobility but it's also so beautiful well and this is clearly an ishikawa track because it's it's rocking but it's not like trying to be cool in a way it's like really mm-hmm. positive and eye-opening it just feels like I, I i imagine the inside of a cave with like sparkling diamonds and scalactites <laughs> in the yeah. ceiling you know it's just it's so wondrous and i think yeah. that's the thing that i really like about it and sometimes with kashiro's music it just feels a little bit one note that i yeah. can't like engage with it emotionally it's cool but unless there's like a really catchy melody or something i don't have a lot to take away where with this regardless of how you feel about the tune to me it gives mm-hmm. me like a mood that's really specific and kind of I don't know. It, it whisks me away. Well, this is going to be so interesting moving on to next week and comparing them because, in my opinion, I think uh, Ishikawa composed more powerful, iconic melodies in East 1 and 2. Um, even though she was the lead on East 3 and did a lot more music, it seems like she was a little bit more losing herself in the sound of the series. And, right. and it's a great soundtrack, and I'm excited to to explore it, and it's really fun. But I think you really can't beat the melodies uh, that she did on East 2. So that is wonderful. Let's move on to the last unused piece of music today, again composed by Yuzo Koshiro. This is called Overdrive. And some of this unused music was 
probably used for these later ports. You know, there's tons of different ports of this game that have different soundtracks. And so sometimes maybe they would use so that unused music. One thing that we've mentioned before, but we actually haven't explicitly called out on today's episode, where if you're listening uh, and you're not familiar with this concept, uh, we haven't addressed the ease bass rhythm. <laughs> that sort yeah. of bass gallop. Which predates predates Dr. Wily. It predates Mega Man 2. It's probably the tracks in Ease 1 that use it uh, could be the first time in video game music that it was you know, popularly used and it has become such a staple of the series. Um, and even the chord progression, we, we had a panel that we did recently and I think we played an ex- a snippet of Ice Ridge of Noltia because it is, has so many of those uh, textbook elements there. Alright, let's take a listen to Overdrive Unused. nice piece of music so shredding and intense this is overdrive unused composed by yuzo kashiro from east 2 and potentially used in, in later ports of this game but yeah this this is a great piece of music it's very sad that this was unused i really love kind of the shredding riffs but really some interesting uh kind of gaelic chord changes that that are happening here it's I love the triplet rhythms too, the dun-dun-dun, that's really powerful. See, I think so much of this music is really ripe for having uh, arrangements of it because mm-hmm. it falls in this interesting time where it's this early era of game music when most stuff was not really going for like technical showmanship or really intricate like progressive rock. Most video game music was really simple and plucky and cute and straightforward. And so I think the problem that I sometimes have with these early Falcom soundtracks is that they're sometimes trying to bite off more than they can chew, and the musical ideas are strong, but the way that they're implemented doesn't really live up to the ideas in the way that, like, if you were listening to something on the NES, I wouldn't really have that critique because I don't judge that sound in the same way. Right. Or if you're no, listening I hear you. to, like, a Commodore track, but the interesting thing is, like, you hear some of those rhythms, and I really want it to be accentuated by, like, a really specifically great kind of drum part that's accenting all those rhythms and adding something interesting and when that doesn't happen it just feels like sometimes mispotential so i feel like these pieces are great to make remixes of yeah i totally agree and that's part of just the challenges of the pc88 when you listen to a lot of pc88 music that's what you hear there's very minimal drum uh possibilities but when you listen to pc98 music that's really when they had first of all there's more channels and there's a lot more of an emphasis on that system for whatever reason to have a lot more uh, elaborate drum parts and i think one of the pieces that we played today i think it was the theme of adol i think you actually heard pc98 uh on that so that Uh was the one Uh, example of that today i will say though i remember when we did our falcom episode and then we heard stuff that was ported to the genesis and they just kept the same milk toast you know pc88 drum parts that were really bland and i'm like come on man you're on the genesis and you can't do more than this yeah and again another shout out to next week um uh, one of the versions, will we play it? Will we not? Who knows? We'll see what happens next week. One <laughs> of the versions of, of East 3 uh, did actually come out on the Genesis and the Mega Drive. And so it was interesting to see how they took that original music and kind of tweaked it a little bit. All right, let's end the day with a nice block of Ishikawa. And it's all very sweet music here. Let's start off with A Still Time.
beautiful. This is a still time composed by Mieko Ishikawa from East to a nice example of her style. It's, it's very sweet, but again, it goes into some interesting directions. I love whenever she has this nice lush bed of PSG and there's a moment on this track where it's I think two, maybe even three part harmony and they're all sustaining and kind of phasing in and out. It's right. very, very beautiful. You know, the sound of what they're able to get on the PC88 is so impressive and the compositions as well. Yeah, I like this track because it's different than uh, some of the other ones in terms of the arrangement because here we have the FM on the melody um, and yeah. very interesting sound but yeah, you have that PSG doing like the chord texture and it almost gives it like an orchestral sound where almost you have the, yeah. the strings kind of oscillating between chord tones and giving some rhythmic energy and it, it has a nice... It's a it's good orchestration, good video game orchestration. I guess I'll put it that way. Absolutely. And, um, it also is it contrasts from the other music in terms of you know what the melody is doing and uh, in terms of the arranging and also just the piece of music itself. I also like the harmonic journey and when we loop back around to the top, it just kind of is an abrupt shift back to that original key region, mm-hmm. but it feels really surprising. It's like this brightening moment that's really cool. So good. Well, last track on the day other than the play out, and it makes sense. This is the game over theme, and so our episode is almost almost over. This is So Much For Today, which is a classic melody composed by Ishikawa. I love this. Makes me a little bit nostalgic and just a little bit sad, but also happy. Bittersweet. This is So Much For Today. So much for today, game over. Composed by Mieko Ishikawa from East 2. What a blast this was. One of my favorite video game scores, and it's something that, like we said, you know, I only discovered this when we had, after we had just started the podcast, and I remember mm-hmm. calling Will and I was like, dude, I found this amazing music we gotta focus on. And uh, to me, it was very obscure at the time, and now it has become absolutely classic. Well, and honestly, it's like if anybody says that, you know, we only listen to music that we grew up with and we have this bias, it's like one of the whole conceits of our show is we want to listen to music outside of its context in the game. And I think yeah. game music is is unique. Not to say that you can't listen to like movie music or television music outside of it, but I think for the most part, it's harder to appreciate the fullness of those compositions without its context in games. And I think you could say with modern game music, that's largely the case. But now with, with the, the classic retro stuff, stuff yeah. it's like what's so great about it is that it was written to be functional but it's so strong and it has all this artistic merit outside of its context within the game and that's the thing that we just love so much is that you can listen to this and you put all the music on a disc or something and it's you know a number one jam it is so many jams in the series and we're going to keep the jams going guys i love when we do these back-to-back episodes next week we're focusing on the soundtrack of east three and which version will we play Ooh, good question <laughs> uh, i will say we're probably going to do some comparisons just like we did today um but there's one version that i was very excited to listen to really for the first time and so that's going to be what we'll be focusing on next week look forward to many more great ishikawa jams uh, next week we're going to play you guys out with a very cute and happy piece of music called stay with me forever and this is one of the most sonic sounding tracks from the whole score you could put this in a sonic game on the genesis and it would fit right in it's really good we hope you guys enjoy it and thank you so much uh for listening for tuning in thanks to everyone for your nice itunes reviews as well as emails and tweets and comments we love you guys here here let's play you out with a great track Stay tuned for some more awesome East music next week. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out.